0: We got a great show for you guys planned this evening we got a trifecta of breaks from panini america including the world debut of don ross baseball we'll check out panini awesome. revolution nba basketball and one nfl football got a couple great video segments as well as uh other new releases that we will detail in hot in the shop uh, as well as a ton of stuff to go over in hobby happenings but First and foremost, Gochi DS Live Q of the Week poll, which was inspired by some conversation that I saw taking place on the Twitterverse this week. So it made me wonder: um, we want to know, should the insertion of superfractors and other one-of-one cards? So just those two only, be limited to hobby boxes and excluded from retail versions. Hundred and ninety-three people weighing in so far. Eighty-two point four percent of you saying no, and seventeen point six percent saying yes. Ivan, how'd you fall on this one?
1: So i I fell with the pop. I fell with the populace on this one. Uh, I love. I mean, I love Chases. It's part of why i love cards i i it's why i'm always advocating for things like the crash of the game and contests contest and stuff i love fun additional chase elements and i think excluding um particularly base like i get that there's hobby exclusive parallels to add a little value there but i feel like the base one of one should be able to be in either configuration really any configuration i feel like that one should not be discriminatory that's that's my personal feelings i'm not saying it always has to be in hobby but i feel like it really adds value for the products that have retail to know that it could be in there as long as the odds are that it actually is not only that it actually is really obviously this was inspired by the wander franco platinum one of one from top series one flagship card number 215 rookie card, or at least RC shield being pulled from allegedly a retail pack. So the other funny thing with that, as well as with the entire Wander Franco rookie card debate that has been happening is if somebody pulls a, uh, I mean, here you go. I pulled an Isaiah Kinnear Falefa number 50 out of my, my retail blaster. Somebody pulls his one-of-one, nobody's complaining. Nobody's jumping on the Twitterverse, right? Like, nobody is going to Instagram and posting stories. So I think it's interesting that it's only because it is the Wander Franco that it is a debate. What do you think, Rob? I thought it was
0: a debate long before this uh, poll. And it just brought it back to the surface. I've left the door open to have my mind changed, but I say absolutely yes. <gasps> they should be excluded from retail, and I'll give you reasons why. I've, I I actually I've typed them it. up to make sure that I articulated them. <laughs> All right, so much, much appreciated. Number one, there's a premium, often an exorbitant exorbitant premium on hobby products. And I feel those types of cards deserve to be in hobby versions to add additional value for the price of that premium. Two, I think those cards being in hobby exclusives further incentivizes product purchases from hobby channels, which are often small businesses and rewards those businesses at no additional cost to the manufacturer for investing in the hobby. I believe that the large majority of people who purchase at retail won't stop doing so simply because those cards aren't in retail configurations. And then just as kind of another aside... Uh, While big box retailers provide a service of accessibility, outside of that, they do nothing to give back and support the hobby. It's also bad enough for hobby shops that products often hit retail first, resulting in potential lost revenue due to some people being willing to spend with whoever and wherever has it first. So I think that they're doing a disservice
1: to hobby channels by including them at retail. Interesting. I will say one of those points that I really do appreciate and I feel like doesn't get talked about enough in a lot of realms is hobby shops. If you spend money at a hobby shop, you know that that money is in some measure going back into the hobby. Um, you know, it's even a principle that we say, like, you know, if you win a card from us, we're not mad if you go and sell it, because I know every single person I'm looking at the chat right now, like I know you people (laughs) like you are people that talk to us that we see at events that are on Twitter all day long. I know that you're putting money if you sell a card back into buying more cards. So there is an interesting component to that, that I have not heard in all the arguments, which is, you know, people spending money on hobby products, helps hobby sources continue to produce good stuff for the hobby that said i still feel like almost like again it is much ado about nothing until a name like wander pops up and that sets people back on it and who knows if it'll be two or three years before we have another card that could be that big that gets pulled from retail so i have no problem with them you know there's 330 cards in the base set. The fact that the one, one of one that everybody's chasing happened to be in a retail product versus a hobby product, I still feel like is only heightened because of that one versus it being pretty cool if I pulled a, you know, if I pulled a Frank Schwindel one of one from a, a retail blaster. Yeah, I,
0: I I think you could draw the line at super fractors and one of ones if it was up to me. I'd up it even more significantly. I flipped out when I saw a Nolan Ryan, numbered to ten, come out of a blaster of heritage a few years ago, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, n- not in my world." So I,
1: I <laughs> wait. I, so come. you want to go even further than the superfractor?
0: I I kept it at this for the sake of this conversation, for complete transparency. Uh, yeah, I would, I would take it much further, but I, I would be willing to settle for one of ones and super fractors which are obviously one of ones at well as well. Um, and like I said, I just think that it provides, you know, I get that not everybody has a hobby shop, but everybody has an opportunity to purchase products through other hobby channels. And I just, um I get that for the manufacturers big box is important it's also a gateway um and an entry point but I just I really don't think that the people buying retail are doing so because they think they have an opportunity to hit
1: those one of one and super fractors. they're still gonna buy retail without them so I don't know. The only reason I opened a Fairfield repack once was because I was convinced I would hit a Babe Ruth autograph. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I I
0: remember a Honus Wagner chase of uh, some product that I did the same thing with. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. So anyway, if you guys haven't weighed in yet, please do so.
1: Uh three yeah, well, people weighing in already. That's the important thing. You know, this is this is debate and this is difference. And we're actually up to 225 since we started talking about it. Oh my goodness. We didn't, we didn't even tell you where to go to do so. Um the whole point of this, aside from a few opposing viewpoints, is to make sure that you are practiced in going to Twitter. While watching the show, because later on when we do these worldwide box breaks, uh, debuts and product previews of some super high end stuff today, you are going to have to use Twitter to enter to win those hits. So go to twitter.com slash go GTS live, the name of the show, and it's the penned tweet. Make sure you're following us while you're there because you have to be following us to win later. And just, you know, to help us out, retweet that, uh, poll click on it and vote. And let's see if we can't get that to over 300. So we really get a better large figure of the hobby to base our final final judgment on. Will it go down? Will it go up? We shall see.
0: All right. Yeah, I'm not expecting the percentages to change too drastically. That's for sure.
1: I'm always open to surprises.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I'm open to surprises, and I'm also open to having my mind change. But nothing I read in the replies and comments or your arguments made me do so so far. So, let's see what happens. I
1: still love you, Rob. It's okay. Even well, <laughs> I'm just letting you know this is not this is not enough to end a friendship. Over. Well, I would certainly
0: hope not. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a bunch of other things to talk about and we're going to detail them all in this week's hobby happenings. I'm assuming we're ready to go, even though I don't see it, James. No. No, that's okay. I just, I didn't want to, unless you were ready. Okay. (laughs) Thanks brother. All right. Well, here's a look at this week's hobby happenings. First, we have an update to a crime story we first reported on almost two years ago that might finally bring some justice to a master forger. In July of 2020, FBI agents raided the property of Donald Henkel near Travis City, Michigan after a several years long investigation. The barn building seen in this picture was said to have been turned into saw, into rather, a forging factory where Henkel allegedly manufactured hundreds, if not thousands, of counterfeit pieces of art and sports memorabilia. Sports Collectors Daily reports that last week, a sweeping (laughs) 34 page indictment was unsealed in federal court in Chicago, resulting in federal charges against Henkel, his brother and Raymond Paparella of Boca Raton, Florida, who was also connected in the scheme. The three pleaded not guilty to multiple counts of mail and wire fraud and then were summarily executed as a service to the hobby. Okay, I made that last part up. Uh, According to the indictment, auction houses and art galleries in numerous states and in London were among those duped by the forgeries that included autographed and purported game-used memorabilia from the likes of Honus Wagner, Christy Mathewson, and Babe Ruth. More on this story
1: as it develops. We've been talking for almost a year now, it seems, about fanatics and their goals to integrate players more into the hobby. Well, could this be a harbinger of things to come? Sports Minded Unlimited, a hobby shop located in Warren, New Jersey, recently announced an in-store autograph signing with popular New York Yankees prospect, Anthony Volpe, Now while that's cool in and of itself, what's interesting is the fact that Volpe is already a Fanatics exclusive athlete and if you look at the marketing for the event, it is brought to you in conjunction with Fanatics. So imagine the possibilities and benefits to shop owners and collectors to be able to have these types of marketing events if this is a program that Fanatics would get behind rolling out on a wider scale. It's something to keep an eye on for sure. And congrats to the team at Sports Minded Unlimited. Check out their Facebook page if you want details if you're in the area. Yeah, for sure. That's very cool. Well, last week,
0: Axios provided some detailed information gleamed from the Alton Insights Q1 market report we told you about a few weeks ago as it pertains to the current sports collectibles market including the fact that there were no less than 363 six-figure auction sales in the first quarter of 2022 alone, which is up from the 245 items that sold for that price in the same time period last year. Additionally, as we reported along the way, numerous records fell last quarter as well, including the most expensive soccer card, which was $1.33 million for a Pele rookie. The ticket, $600,000 for a signed inaugural Masters Pass. And sports video game, $480,000 for a John Madden original football game. As would be expected, football quarterbacks saw some big action. In Q1 of 2021, there were just three six-figure sales at Golden Auctions for quarterbacks not named Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. But just through Golden alone this year, there were 12 with names like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen commanding huge dollars. In June 2021, a Mia Hamm 1992 SI for Kids rookie card became the most expensive women's sports card ever sold at $34,440. Since then, that record has been broken five times, and all five sales were Serena Williams cards. The current record is $163,200. This year at Just Golden Auctions, there have already been 11 five-figure sales for F1 cards. And the $312,000 paid in March for a 2006 Futera Lewis Hamilton rookie card in a PSA 9 shattered the previous record for an F1 card. Incredible stuff. Be sure to visit Alton Insights to download the full report for
1: yourself. Rob, don't ask me how much I thought was too expensive to pay for that card raw in October of 2020. Okay. I won't. I won't. Listen up, young collectors. Panini has something specifically for you. Panini Kids Crate Series 4 began hitting hobby shops across the country this week. The product is geared specifically for young collectors and includes unopened products from multiple sports in every crate, as well as stickers and other fun items. Each crate includes a 2021 Chronicles baseball blaster box, a 2020-21 Chronicles basketball cereal box, a 2021 Rookies and Stars football cereal box, as well as a 2021 Chronicles draft picks collegiate uh. A college draft pick cereal box and a collector's album, stickers, and some fun panini swag. Be sure to check in with your local hobby shop to see if they're carrying it, and if not, please ask that they do. If there is a name and voice synonymous
0: with national baseball telecasts in the 70s and 80s, it's Joe Gargiola. Gargiola himself was an avid collector of sports and entertainment memorabilia who accumulated an impressive collection during a sports and broadcasting career that spanned more than 50 years. His most prized possession was a T206 Honus Wagner card that sold for more than $2.52 million at Heritage Auctions last year. Sports Collector's Digest reports the Heritage now has more than 100 items from the Joe Gargiola collection up for bid in its May sports catalog auction, which takes place on the 12th through the 14th. Some of the more intriguing pieces in the collection include... A pair of boxing gloves worn by Muhammad Ali during his 1973 fight with Ken Norton, and they're inscribed by Ali trainer Angelo Dundee. A baseball signed by former presidents Nixon, Ford, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, and Carter, as well as World Series rings from the 1977 New York Yankees and the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks visit heritage
1: auctions to see the complete collection. You ever think about, you know, you've got five of those presidents on, and then you're, you're, you're just walking around with the ball waiting to meet another president. Like, I don't know, just (laughs) struck me as kind of like, like, I'd be afraid going to whatever event, like, you know, I've already got five of them. Nothing can happen to this. Pretty cool piece of memorabilia. Lots of cool pieces. Uh, Unfortunately, we do have some more negative news in the hobby, yet another hobby shop burglary to report. In the early morning hours of last Saturday, Boomtown sports cards and collectibles of San Antonio, Texas was the victim of a smash and grab break-in that resulted in the theft of over $25,000 worth of sealed product. The company posted a list of the stolen inventory on their facebook page at facebook.com sports cards if you live in the area be sure to hit that post to familiarize yourself with the stolen items and if you have any leads that can help police obviously contact the local authorities but deplorably that isn't the only break-in
0: to report bases loaded in fresno colorado or excuse me, Fresno, California reported that early this past Saturday morning as well, someone picked the front door lock and then proceeded to steal what appears to be a targeted list of individual cards, including LeBron and Kobe rookie cards and a limited edition Pokemon trading card that was only offered to those who participated in a competitive event in 1997 in Japan, just to name a few. Anyone with information regarding the theft at bases loaded in Northwest Fresno can call Crime Stoppers at 498
1: Stop. For hundreds of college football players, the road to the NFL starts tonight with the 2022 draft. In fact, James, I just got a message that the first quarterback was taken, but I wasn't able to see what number and what player. Tapping my. Okay, I just thought it'd be cool to have some breaking news in the middle of our our breaking news. Quarterbacks matter, right? Okay. Uh, However, the journey for those college football players actually began long ago. And this week Fanatics unveiled a new 24-millimeter film documenting 24-minute film, excuse me, documenting that experience for a handful of featured athletes. It's available for viewing on the Fanatics YouTube channel, bringing us closer to the athletes once again. It's absolutely amazing when you think
0: about baseball card treasures that have still not come to market but instead have remained hidden in private collections across the country. Such was the case for heritage auctions who took in a consignment last weekend at the long Island national show at Hofstra university. The absolutely jaw dropping collection includes the biggest names from the Gaudi sets of the 1930s, including multiple Babe Ruth and Lou Garrett cards. In addition, The consignment included numerous late 1940s Bowman cards.
1: All of those cards will be featured in Heritage's Summer Auction. If you live in the Dallas area and are looking to get into the hobby as a career, Beckett Collectibles is currently hiring for multiple positions. Beckett has announced big plans recently to become a bridge between physical and digital collectibles, and so they are looking for not only collectibles experts, also brilliant designers, dreamers, and tech minds, as well as event managers, coders, and experts in user experience and blockchain technology. Interested candidates should send a resume and a sample of your best work to careers at beckett.com by tomorrow, April 29th, for a chance to showcase your creativity and an exclusive invitation-only event happening next week on May 4th. And lastly, a couple who
0: purchased an old house at auction back in the 1970s found a small tin box full of baseball cards as they renovated the place. There were 153 cards in total and were all from a much earlier time and apparently collected by a lifelong baseball fan who once lived there and was born in the 1890s. Sports Collectors Daily reported that the couple stuck the cards away but got them out last year in hopes of finding out what they had. The answer was the value of what was inside the box was worth more than what they paid for the house. (laughs) Their story was featured on a recent edition of Antiques Roadshow shot in New Jersey. Watch this.
2: These are a collection of what I think are tobacco carts. We found them in the home that we purchased in 1973. We bought it at auction as a house and contents and we paid $16,000 for the house. And in the process of renovating that place, we discovered these in a closet in this little tin, all secured inside of there with this little container of mothballs. The gentleman that owned the house was a volunteer coach. He founded a youth baseball league that still carries his name to this day. And he was also inducted into the Eastern Shore of Maryland's Hall of Fame for baseball. He was a bachelor and that was his passion. He was born in 1895, and he died in 1983. Okay. 1909
3: to 1911, the American Tobacco Company issued the T206 tobacco cards. These came in cigarette packs as well as loose tobacco packages. And the American Tobacco Company advertised 16 different brands on the backs of these cards. And here we have the Piedmont. Most of yours are the Piedmont brand. How many cards total are there?
2: 153.
3: Yeah, I'm like a kid in the candy store. When did you look at them again and say, I might have something here.
2: Off and on, we would go back and revisit them. And then my son got into baseball. Mm-hmm. So he actually was the one who said, we should put these in sleeves and we should probably put them away in a safe deposit box. And that's where they've been for about 20 years.
3: So they've rarely seen the light of day.
2: That is correct.
3: And that's what's amazing they, about this. They don't all have perfect corners, but the color is phenomenal. The quality of their printing process was far beyond the competitors of this era. So the first Ty Cobb card is the Ty Cobb bat on shoulder variation. Now the Ty Cobb red portrait, which is the most valuable of the Ty Cobbs in this set, you have two, that one and this one that we've turned around also is a Ty Cobb red portrait. And then what's interesting is among this, you have the Ty Cobb card in the middle. That's actually an E95 put out by Philadelphia Carmel. So it's not done by the American Tobacco Company. It's classified as a, at the same era, it's a 1909 uh, E95. So the Ty Cobb bat on shoulder on a scale of one to ten, it's probably a two or a three. That one would sell at auction for three to five thousand dollars. The E95 Philadelphia caramel, also three to five thousand at auction. The red portrait—that's the most popular of his T206 cards. You have two of those. Those would sell at auction between five thousand to seven thousand each. Wow. The other thing about the T206 is they have what's called the big four. The Honus Wagner, the Eddie Plank, the Sherry McGee, and the Slow Joe Doyle. You have one of them. Okay. Okay, we don't have the Honus Wagner, unfortunately. One recently sold for over $6 million. I know. (laughs) The Sherry McGee and the Slow Joe Doyle are actual error cards. Now, the T206 set is full of errors, but there's only those two that were corrected for some reason. So in your card here, we see Sherry McGee is spelled wrong. His name was M-A-G-E-E, and they did correct that. So the current population count for the Sherry McGee air card is that there's about somewhere between 112 to 115 that have ever been graded. So it's easiest to attain of the big four, but it's still considered one of the big four because it was an error card that was corrected. I would put an auction estimate of that one at $15,000 to $20,000. Wow. You have 153 total. I would put a value on this at auction for the entire group of 45000 to
2: $65,000. Very nice. Thank you. Not bad since it came with the house. I got it for 16000 And
0: that's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. Right. Good stuff.
1: Great stuff. Except for all the robbery stuff.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean,
1: it's to be expected given a little bit, but just another strong reminder. I mean, we've been saying it for over a year, it seems like, but if you if you own a hobby shop or you have a friend who does, make sure that their security is top-notch, make sure that their insurance is properly enforced. Don't take risks with things like that because word is out there that apparently they're easy targets or easy to target, I should say.
0: All right, so we're going to update the poll question and 289, another refresh, 289 people weighing in, Um, percentages went up slightly on yes, 18 percent, but overwhelmingly 82 percent say no, don't exclude Super Fractors and one-of-one one cards from Hobby Boxes. couple responses. Michael McManus says, I can only afford retail right now, but when I'm buying it, I don't go in expecting much to come out and surprised when I get something really good. If I do get something good and I can resell it for money and buy more cards to rip open. All right. And then I got a personal reply or a tag on uh, my Twitter from, uh, let's see james mast weighing in here well VOTC, not everybody can afford hobby all the time rob if there's a slim chance i can pull something good from a blaster i want that small chance no one's saying i i don't want you to not have a chance to pull something good i just don't want you to have a chance to pull a super fractor or a one of one um Retail should have a chance at one of ones as hobby already normally has a ton of other inserts, parallels that retail doesn't get. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for weighing in. Uh, still um, about 50 minutes left to weigh in on that. Um, our first video segment of the night, Brad Galley of ABC 7 News in Detroit, spoke with panini vp of marketing jason howarth about why the company picked michigan standout aiden hutchinson as the face of 2022 nfl football watch this and we'll take a look at other products hot in the shop
4: aiden hutchinson will hear his name called early in the nfl draft his breakout performances during michigan's run to become big 10 champions solidified his nfl potential With that comes unique opportunities. Get ready for the rookie cards. Aiden Hutchinson has been working for this moment for years. You know, I grew up playing flag football, and I ended up playing tackle football when I was in 7th grade. And, you know, once I got in high school, I realized that football could really be an opportunity for me um, to play at the next level. Growing up in Plymouth, playing at Divine Child High School, then at Michigan, he helped U of M finally take down Ohio State in an emotional signature win. You know you could have gone to the NFL and you could have been a, a top draft pick. You wanted to come back. As you look back on that decision, what do you make of all of it?
5: And this is why I come back. This, all this is why I come back.
4: And the record-setting performance against the Buckeyes helped send his draft stock soaring.
6: He's the first defensive player that we have featured in, in this rated rookie series. We've done it for about three or four years now. Uh, so that was one of the things, and I felt like Aiden was the perfect guy for that.
4: This year's NFL Draft does not have clear-cut top-of-the-heat quarterback prospects. Seeing defensive players get so much love is not too common, but Hutchinson was everything and more Panini America was seeking for its rated rookie documentary series. I was able to graduate with a degree in kinesiology and also win a Big Ten championship. So, I mean, that's that's the best of both worlds right there. Seeing him on Panini cards, how special are those moments now that you get to bring to people with those collegiate releases you have coming out?
6: Um, Really special, really excited. I mean, you know, it's funny, as you know, in the trading card category, people don't get too excited about defensive players, but I feel like Aiden's the guy that people can get really excited about. You know, I can't wait to get those Michigan cards with him in his Michigan uniform out there to fans with our collegiate products coming up and then. You know, Thursday night is going to be a big night. I'm expecting it to be an early night for him. (laughs) As soon
4: as Hutchinson goes in the first round of the draft, Panini will send out the link, his first official rookie card available at an affordable price for collectors to scoop. What would the image be? Could Lions fans expect if he goes number two overall to Detroit, would it be that image on the stage with the commissioner holding that uniform or will you not say?
6: Um, It'll be, well, Lions fans can... Can expect if they jump up to number one and they they call Aiden's name at number one that it'll be him crossing the stage um with him you know holding that lion's jersey for sure
4: Draft night. i don't, I don't even know how to feel for the draft and you said you don't think you're gonna cry i don't think so he may cry behind the scenes with all of his family <laughs> it's gonna be an awesome night he's a big boy all
6: right
0: very cool uh the draft lots of going on this week All right. So the three products that we broke this week, including the world debut of that always eclectic and diverse Don Ross Baseball, are just three of the products we're releasing this week. We have a handful of others that are also going to be hot in the shop, and we'll detail them for you right now. First up, we got a look at Phoenix football. Was that last week? Can't remember. I think it was last week anyway yeah. this is a different version of it 2022 panini phoenix h2 aka hobby hybrid nfl football cards delivers one autograph three h2 Silver laser parallels, 7 H2 laser parallels, 8 inserts, plus 18 rookie cards in every box. Printed using the stunning optichrome technology we all love for some extra shiny goodness. Phoenix football is one of the most colorful and sought-after brands of the year, as we saw. Chase all the top NFL rookies, including Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and many
1: more. In stores
0: this week.
1: Also in stores this week in hobby shops, 2022 Bowman Chrome University Football. Yeah, you heard me right. Bowman Chrome Football. This beautiful chrome product. Each box is going to deliver two autographed cards, five refractors, This is brand new to the Bowman family of products, features a booming list of football's brightest young stars. Uh, Look at some of those autographs there, like the Prime Signatures Chrome cards. Um, We've also got uh, five refractors in every box, as I mentioned at the top. Lots of different colored refractors, such as that red shimmer refractor parallel there. A 100 card checklist. So you college football fans, check that checklist out for The names on there, like Spencer Rattler, Kenny Pickett, uh, and that's on a 2000 Bowman chrome throwback design. Kind of a popular set that year with the iconic Tom Brady card. And then, of course, you saw those big Kahuna inserts uh, that look pretty freaking cool. Uh, Check that out. There's also Bowman Invicta, Golden Boy, and the 2000 Bowman inserts are one in every six-pack, so you should get a good number of those per box Bowman University Football Chrome in hobby shops this week. Cool. Just got the solicitation today for
0: basketball version of that product, hmm. uh, which is live on gogts.net as well. All right, wildcard illumination. NIL Collegiate Football Cards. We really liked our look at Wild card Illumination Football. This is the NIL version. Eight autograph cards and eight parallels in every box. Collect some of the biggest names in college football from an array of themed subsets featuring dynamic designs and technology. Base autographs with eight different parallels numbered to 20 or less. <laughs> Nice. Hololux base autographs with six parallels numbered to ten or less. And the array of theme subsets come in regular and Hololux versions and multiple parallels of each. Look for things like Smashing, Alpha, Rising Sun, Stripes, which is the original parallel, and Blue Groovin'. The luxe version of that one is a rare case hit, number to five or less. That is in stores this week as well.
1: Rob, has it been shiny enough this week in the shop? Not quite. Not quite can it at all. Get shinier. It can get even shinier with this stunning new basketball release from Leaf. Their return to an all-basketball product with 2021-2022 Leaf Metal Basketball. It's a triumphant return with a ridiculously strong checklist of recent draft picks, upcoming draft picks for 2022, as well as a crazy selection of current college and high school basketball super prospects. And as you already saw, added autographs of Steph Curry and Giannis Antetokounmpo, as well as uh, female basketball player autographs, uh, uh, such as the court Queens design, some really beautiful looking uh, designs there. We just saw the the pick with pick number four with pick. There's that court Kings that I was, uh, Queens that I was telling you about. Um, We saw the first round uh, first round. Is it first round band first round bend? I'm not fully sure but just look at how many different shiny designs there are and what a diverse checklist of some of the top names currently in the sport and a lot of them that are on the cusp of exploding or already did this year oh look at that nasir cunningham he's the number one prospect for three years down the line so you're getting a a deep number one prospect with 16 year old nasir cunningham there in this product so there's two configurations there's a hobby version with five autographs per box A jumbo version with nine autographs per box, plus one one of one autographed slabbed proof card per box coming out hot in the shop this week from Leaf. Nice. And last but not least, 2022
0: Super Break Super Slabs Multi Sport Buyback Edition got pushed back to this week. One slab, buyback rookie, or star card in every box. Break says it's the lowest SRP multi-sport product they've ever produced. Look for top rookies, prospects, stars, and Hall of Famers. All slabbed, all major sports, PSA 10s, BGS 10s, one of ones, patch autos, RPAs, black labels, hollows, silvers, and more. And, uh, yeah, some good-looking stuff on there as well. Lots of great products in stores this week or at your favorite online retailer or Group Breaker. And that's going to do it for a look at Hot in the Shop. All right. Uh, We're going to put Ivan to work pulling those winners. Uh, Last week, uh, you might remember, we spoke with Ty Wilson about... Uh, from Breaker Culture about his brand new uh, web series, TV-ready web series, so professionally produced, Chasing Cardboard. And he teased out the fact that there'd be an opportunity for collectors to kind of come along on this journey uh, for a chance at a great prize. And so there's a kind of a crack the code contest with $2,000 on the line. Watch this, and we'll be back to announce tonight's winners. Hey, what is going on, folks? This is Ty. Welcome
5: to Season 1 of Chasing Cardboard. We are so excited to take you on this journey as we travel across the United States, digging in closets and basements and attics at card shows and antique stores at garage sales, you name it we try to find ways to chase sports cards across the United States, both because we're collectors and it's a passion of ours. We are so excited for you to enjoy this journey with us. Now, it would be very easy for us to put an episode out and for you just to consume it, but that's not quite as fun. So we decided to come up with something unique to allow you to enjoy this journey with us. And here's what we've done. We've hidden three codes in each of our first three episodes for a total of nine codes. And your job as a viewer is to crack the code. If you are the first person to crack the nine codes that we've hidden in season one, we're gonna be giving you $2,000 in cash. Yes, $2,000 if you can crack the code first. Now, rest assured, if you don't crack the code first and you still crack the code, or you at least participate, we're going to be giving away hundreds of more dollars and prizes and hobby-related gifts and all kinds of other things from our great sponsors, okay? Now, here's how it's going to play out. First off, these code words are going to be somewhat unique. Sometimes they're point blank right in front of you. Sometimes they're maybe hidden in the background in an image. We're not going to tell you. But we are going to provide you clues throughout the week. So here's what's going to happen. Episode one is going to come out on Monday. And on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to provide you short clue videos to help you understand what the code might be in that particular episode. Again, there's three codes for each episode for a total of nine codes. Now, if you go to ChasingCardboard.tv, you can download a simple form that you can print out and you can write down what you think the codes might be. But it's not gonna be until May 20th, yes, Friday, May 20th, when we release the official entry form. And that official entry form will be up and available for 72 hours for you to complete your entry into the code challenge if you are the first And you will get the $2,000. And if you are one of the many that we think will be correct, then you will be entered into other drawings as well. Now, if the code is not cracked in the first 72 hours, we will extend the timeline all the way out until the code is cracked. And on May twenty-seventh, we will have a live award show where we unveil the winners of the season one Chasing Cardboard Code Challenge. Okay. Now, again, this wouldn't happen if we didn't have great sponsors. So be sure to check out the sponsors over the course of the episodes and clue videos. They have put a lot of effort and resources into making this season even work. In addition, it would help us tremendously. If you could share this with your friends, share this with your family, go tag us on social media, use the hashtag chasing cardboard and share the excitement of this journey with us. Because the bigger this grows, the more prizes we're gonna give away. And we want to give away prizes, I promise you that. So, sit back, enjoy this journey, subscribe to the channel, share it with your friends, and let's have a good time chasing cardboard.
0: All right, so go crack the code and enjoy chasing cardboard um before we dive into winners i teased last week a twitch subscriber exclusive break and then (laughs) had to back out of it because i forgot Mm -hmm. i was traveling so that's back on for next wednesday the 4th at 2 p.m eastern 11 pacific nhl edition premiere and ultimate collection so not just nhl edition high-end edition right in time for the playoffs
1: okay So that's one Uh, thing before we pick winners. The other thing is, Rob, I've got a little bit of redemption. I have one draft. There was finally a a, a quarterback picked. Yes, they did pick one in the first round. So I'm not completely (laughs) wrong tonight. Uh, At number 20, Kenny Pickett, who we just saw in that uh, Bowman Chrome University preview, uh, went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, James, you were saying that he actually went to Pittsburgh That was his college too, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's good. Good pick. Good synergy there. Because, you know, let's be honest, we always want a quarterback or three in the first round just for hobby hobby purposes, right? Is Big Ben done? Is he officially retired? Yes. Is he out? Oh yeah. So it's all it's the Kenny Pickett show now, right? There you go. Starting day one. You heard it here first? No. Um, but that's exciting news for the hobby, just in general. A uh, hometown college quarterback uh, getting picked by the hometown team in the first round. So, that said, y'all can get that news anywhere. You can only get these hits one place, and that's Go GTS Live. Huge thank you to Panini America, um, Scott, and Jeff over there for sending us uh, these products to rip and preview tonight for you. We've got four winners. Robert, (laughs) I'm like, wait, I'm done. Yep. You're done, brother. That's
0: going to do it for us at GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Uh, Thanks again for joining us this evening. Special thanks to Scotty Pruscia who shipped us not one, but two packages after he had gotten Don Ross baseball in. He was sure to hook us up with the world debut of that. Much appreciated, Mr. Prusha, And thanks to James Gale behind the scenes, keeping everything running and making us look good. Thanks to Ivan Lovegren, my partner in hits. And most importantly, thanks to all of you for tuning in and watching we'll be back with a brand new episode of go gts live the hobbies web show next week in the meantime you can tune in wednesday if you're around for that twitch subscriber exclusive break of ultimate and premiere from upper deck all right have a great weekend and you know what to be doing always be collecting we'll talk to you later (music) bye-bye